Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Welcome back to the Become Fire podcast, brought to you by God. (laughs) I was not ready for that at all. Yes. This episode of the Become Fire podcast, like all other episodes, is brought to you by God himself. Yes. In, he is our sponsor. In in conjunction with the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yes. And today, we have a special host, me, Father wow. Peter Teresa. <laughs> we'll be hosting this episode because, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be interviewing our... Typical host, Brother Elijah DeLello. So, Brother Elijah, welcome to your own podcast. I don't know what this is. <laughs> uh, well, you have all left us speechless by that wonderful intro you did. I thought I was like at the movie theater all of a sudden. Well, I've been holding it out for a while, you know? Yeah, you've it's been, been waiting for the right moment. It's been in there. And this was the opportune moment. Well, I was hoping that maybe people would hear that. And then they would just keep playing that part over and over mm-hmm. again. And then they would be like, you know what? I've done that for a half an hour. I don't need to listen yeah, to Yeah, exactly. You just you put know? it on repeat. That's, <clears throat> that's right. That's, I think that probably will happen to someone someday, somewhere. It might just be me. It could be you. <laughs> <laughs> could be you. But today, we do not have our, our, our faithful third compatriot, Father Anthony Tinker. He mm-hmm. is taking some well-deserved rest, visiting some family. So shout out to our good brother, Father Anthony. Yes. I'm sure he is not listening to this. No. But uh, but his mother probably is, so I'm sure she can inform him. So he might be hearing it in the next room. He might be hearing it in the next room. Hi, (laughs) Father. Crack open a drink for me. (laughs) So... Uh, we miss you, Father Anthony, but today we have a very, very special episode Yes, where we get to interview you, Brother Elijah, because something major and wonderful and amazing has just happened in your life. Yes. You have just finally professed your promises of poverty, chastity, and obedience for the rest of your life to God uh, in this community, uh, the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. So we want to... Just hear all about it from the man himself. Forever. Forever. It is forever. It is forever. Yeah. Final promises forever. That's amazing. It is amazing. <clears throat> it is amazing. And it came really fast. So tell me about that. What, is, what does that mean, it came really fast? Well, I think, I mean, life in general just goes fast, doesn't it? But uh, Very fast. We live dog years. I think, um, you know, when we were, we do a little, little fun party after the, after the profession, mm-hmm. and I was just reminiscing with Brother Lawrence about when we first joined, and every time, you know, a week would go by, we would just be like, you know, usually after youth group, we'd be mm-hmm. walking back from youth group, and we'd be walking back to the friary, and we'd be like, yeah, it's been a week, and he'd be like, oh, wow, you know, <laughs> and then, you know, oh, it's been two weeks already, like, oh, wow, you know, yes, yes. Um, it's been a month, it's been a year, uh, it, it just, you know, it, just gone really fast, mm-hmm. but uh, I think that the um, there's a sense where like the whole process, and I've I've heard this too from from you guys, um, even with something like ordination, yeah. where it's just kind of the you kind of just feel like you're just kind of carried there, mm-hmm. you know. And there's a sense where time kind of just 
yeah. stands still on those special days. Mm. And yeah. um, it just is uh, surreal in a sense where the whole kind of journey leading up to it seems like this this distant memory because the reality of what's happening is mm. just so um, surreal in a sense, but also just so real. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so yes. real uh, because it's it's the thing that I've been called to. It's the thing that I was made for. So it just, in a sense, just kind of came so quickly, mm-hmm. you know, um, the way that the Lord kind of brought me to that point. Yeah, no, that's that's beautiful. It's very well said. And so, so leading up to the day of your, your final vows, your final promises, uh, did you have any just maybe moments or, or, or times of, of just um, the Lord doing something or speaking and just kind of getting you ready for, for, that, for, that, for that Mass? Um, any special graces? So I think certainly... There was, it was really kind of wild. You know, everyone kind of, I think everyone's different, obviously. Mm -hmm. Everyone has different experiences. I even remember the guys last year, you know, they, and what they were describing to me and and their excitement and everything. And there was kind of just this even kind of just, I don't don't even know. I I was just very, I guess settled would be the word, um, where it was just kind of like, I just knew this is what I was doing. I Mm -hmm. knew this is what the Lord called me to. Um, and so just a lot of peace again, Mm. it was just kind of like, okay, Lord, this is where we're going. Um, and we're just going there together. And, um, so there wasn't a ton of emotion, but then it was probably like an hour before I just went into the church and I sat up, um, in the sanctuary and I was. You have just, a little corner there. We like to hang out. I do. I yeah. I, I tend I've to have seen you there for many many moments <laughs> and many hours this year. Praying, yes. it's been beautiful. Yes, I have. Um, I have spots in churches. <laughs> yes. So even at St. Mary Redford, I have yeah. spots in there um, where people know to, to to come find me. But yeah, and I was just sitting there praying, and um, again, there was kind of this sense of peace, but the the Lord's <clears throat> presence um, within me was very I don't even really know how to describe it what was happening but it, there was just kind of this um just like electricity hmm. wow. <laughs> you know like this um just the lord's presence was just very powerful uh beforehand and uh and I was like okay this is different you know <laughs> this is different yeah um but it, it, I I guess it was uh for me, it was really a confirmation of um, that the Lord, even throughout the ceremony itself, like that kind of went away when the ceremony started, yeah. but it was almost like the Lord was was saying like, like I'm doing something, you know, wow. like I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. You don't really understand what's going on. Like we can describe it to you. Yeah. We can say what yeah. I did. I can tell you what I said, but the reality of what the Lord does in those <clears> moments um are just so deep and so beyond, you know? And I really think that there was kind of a call for me to just have faith in the, the power of the church. Hmm. Um, and and so like those moments before were maybe like the Lord kind of like building my faith or letting me know like, Hey, I'm here and I'm doing something in your heart, you know? Um, but then, you know, actually going into the, the liturgy and the ceremony, there was again, just kind of this, this deeper peace 
Yeah. You know, and he was just kind of like, okay, here we are. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> it would be fun to walk through the liturgy kind of step by step, but um, but I want to just kind of maybe just pick out one motif that runs throughout this particular liturgy where you, a man in our community takes his final vows and promises, and, and that's the candle. Yeah. So we understand religious life to be a deepening of one's baptismal consecration and, and, a more, and living that out in a very deep and particular way through religious profession. And so uh, I think you guys dug up your baptismal candles, the actual ones. Yeah, yeah. And it was, you know, first I'll say, um, you know, not to toot my own hoard or anything, but last year I was asked to kind of, look through that's right that's right now you you organized this liturgy last year for the yeah, guys yeah yeah right. so it was um it was kind of when i was trying to figure out and kind of look through okay what has what has our community you know third order regular franciscans what mm-hmm. have they done in the past and then what do other ceremonies look like yeah. uh, and i was able to kind of like go through and i actually found a bunch on youtube yeah yeah <laughs> um this this modern kind of technology yeah, yeah. there we go and uh and i saw you know a couple of the religious communities doing this and i was like whoa like that's yeah. just so beautiful it is. um the sacramentality of of that whole kind of symbol of the candle mm-hmm. was just so beautiful to me because again obviously we're already baptized so we already belong to the lord right um but there's a there's a sense in which now I'm getting my baptismal candle. You know, mm-hmm. my mom's bringing it from Jersey. Dusting it off, yeah. Putting it in the suitcase, mm-hmm. uh, rolling it in a red towel. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm relighting that candle, yeah. which probably hasn't been lit unless, you know, my mom's praying with it when yeah. I don't know, but yeah. I hardly doubt. Um, but relighting that candle, probably yeah. for the first time since I was baptized. Yeah. Um, and then processing into the church, right. you know, uh, and, uh, kind of... You know, the, the only other times where we really do that are at the Easter liturgy. And, mm-hmm. um, but that that candle then is representing that I've already promised to give myself to you in my baptismal vows, but now we're going deeper with that. You know, like I'm, I'm giving you myself as fully as possible yeah. through, through these promises. Um, and there were times where we would blow that candle out. Yeah. <laughs> so what were the times when you blow the candle out? So it was, um, it's right before we go into a litany of saints mm-hmm. and, you know, we blow the candle out and it's kind of like you blow the candle out and you lay prostrate on the floor, yeah. cruciform. Yeah. And so um, it was really beautiful. I had a confession before um, the vows and the the penance that I received, I won't tell you my sins, but I'll tell you my penance. <laughs> uh, the penance I received, and I was so thankful for this, was the, the priest told me um, to look at the crucifix because it's the most perfect example of self-donation. Mm. And so to be able to then kind of pray with that as a penance, but then to blow out my baptismal candle, you know, that the not just being alive as a baby, but receiving supernatural life. Yeah you know, that, that fire of the Holy Spirit, that symbolism to blow that out. And then to lay cruciform on the floor mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm giving you myself fully. Yeah. Like I'm blowing this candle out because the next time I light it, like I'm going to be totally and completely yours. I'm going to mm-hmm. be vowed to you forever. Yeah. Um, and that to lay their cruciform, it's, it's, you're configuring yourself very much to the one who you're 
vowing yourself to yes. to your spouse. Um, Who is and Christ? So <clears throat> that's right. And uh, he he wants nothing less than than for you to be with him in that most vulnerable and mm. uh, really painful place, which is at the cross. Yeah. Um, which is scary, and which. I'll be honest with you. I was in, <laughs> I was in pain when I was on the floor for 15 minutes. Um, but there was it was something. a long litany. It's a very long. It's litany. It's a long yes. litany. There's yes. a lot of Franciscan <laughs> saints in there. Yeah, <laughs> and it's funny because the people after would be like, "Oh, that litany was so nice. <laughs> there were so many saints. You know, they're like trying to be like, but yeah. I think they were just being like, that was a really long. <laughs> litany. There's a lot. I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a little different, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just. But, um, but yeah, you're, you're just there on the floor with, with the Lord, you know, and you're vulnerable and everyone's looking at you and you're cruciform and you're uncomfortable. Um, but everyone's praying for you, you know, and that, that light has been extinguished. Mm -hmm. I've died to this life. And the next time I come up, you know, it's, it's to, again, be, be with, be with the Lord and be given over to the Lord uh, as fully as possible. Yeah. What's there's such a deep symbol in that that the, the religious life is always understood in this consecration, this profession that during that time that you are dying, yeah, you are dying to the world, and you are cruciform, and the reason the and one of the reasons why the litany is happening that time is because you are with the saints in heaven, mm. and they come visit you and they are with you, and and now you are entering into a more heavenly life, a more heaven like life where. Where you have now died to the world and you are just alive to to, to heavenly realities and, and you are now configured to to that so it's it's very very beautiful and then and then the father speaks and, mm. and you rise and, mm. and you relight that candle again and so uh so so you the during the litany uh were there any sport maybe kind of special graces or thoughts or, or just reflections you have from from just from that moment from that time or yeah, um, <clears throat> I think so. There were there were there were two saints that kind of came to me very strongly. Um, one was kind of somebody who the the last over the last year I, I've been growing a little closer to, and one was unexpected, and mm. the unexpected one was Saint Raphael, mm, the archangel, um, the archangel. Wow. Yeah, um, and it kind of caught me off guard, you know. Um, and the only way I could describe, well, maybe you're like, well, what does that like? You know, yeah. I didn't see him or anything like that, you know, but it's just, uh, when, when they prayed, you know, um, when they prayed his name in the litany, I just felt his presence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't fully, you know, know why, you know, sometimes right. maybe it's down the line or it'll make sense, or maybe he just did that in that day, you know, yeah. wanted to pray with me. But as I reflected on it, you know, if you read the book of Tobit, um, he's in that book and he is um, the one who drives away the demons from Sarah so that Tobias and Sarah can can come together in, yes. in marriage. Um, and so there is something, I think, there where hmm. it was like he was the one who who kind of enabled um, them to, to come together in marriage. Mm-hmm. And so it was almost like he was there like protecting what I was about to do with the Lord, yes. you know, um, because there was, I mean, I'll be, be totally honest. There was, there was also a, a, a kind of like, I could feel the, like the spiritual warfare happening too. Mm. 
um, because the enemy didn't want me to do that. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Once I married Jesus, then yeah. he's he's got to deal with my spouse anytime <laughs> he wants to do something, yeah. you know? So he didn't want that, but it, it was it was really beautiful. I mean, the communion of the saints, it's just so beautiful. Um, so I think that there was something to that. Mm-hmm. And then the other person was Mary Magdalene. Mm. Um, and I had a really beautiful and profound experience with her um, over my 30 day, but she- um, Can you just- What's a 30-day? So my 30-day retreat, 30-day okay. Ignatian retreat, um, last uh, last June or July, I think it was, which Brother Paul will be doing this summer, so yes. pray for pray him, for please. Him, yeah. um, but it's just 30-day silent retreat, uh, led in, and, and um, guided by a director, and you just pray with scriptures each day. Um, but there was a particular maybe week or so in that retreat where she was really just kind of showing up. Mm. Um, so it was cool to kind of, to have her there again, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> but, um, th- I mean, this was kind of silly, but near the end of the litany, I just had to just kind of peek over at brother Lawrence. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, and just kind of see him too. And, yeah. and, um, you know, cause it's just special to do that with your classmate. Is, yes. Um, and we've been through that the last five years together and, yes. and we've shared a lot. So I had to give a little peek over there. Yeah. <laughs> He wasn't glowing or anything? Or? I mean, I don't think so. It's possibly he was, and just from my forehead being pressed against the ground for so long, I was just seeing spots, but perhaps he was glowing, yeah. yes. You you were just kind of talking about, you know, Jesus as your spouse um, and kind of talking about Raphael's presence in the book of Tobit for uh, Tobias, right, and mm. Sarah. Yeah. Um, and... And, and and kind of the, this this image of of being married and now wedded to the Lord at your final profession that, that that's one of the things that this is kind of one of the ways we talk about it. This is kind of what happens at a, at a for a religious at their final vows, their final profession, at their consecration. Um, and in the readings that day really spoke to that. Yeah. Um, so maybe <clears throat> could you share with us maybe what the readings were saying and then maybe how you understand that marriage image and for a religious and then your experience of it. Yeah. Um, so the, the main reading there, I mean, I guess really, if you really look at all of the readings, it's, it's present, but, uh, from the book of Hosea, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, I mean, the, <laughs> I really did feel like if you've never read that book before, but, uh, you know, Hosea, the prophet and the Lord tells him to marry Gomer, who is a prostitute, prostitute who yeah. is unfaithful to him, mm-hmm. basically as a prophetic image of, you know, the Lord and his people yeah. and how us. the people have been yeah. us. Yes. And I can tell you, I felt a lot like Gomer <laughs> during my yeah. vows, during, yeah. I mean, my whole religious life really, mm-hmm. but, um, so the power there of the Lord speaking that way to his people who have been unfaithful yeah. and saying, I will allure you. I will bring you out. I will espouse you to myself. You will no longer call me, you know, my ball or my Lord, but my yeah. husband. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of comfort there mm. um, because, you know, uh, there's the way that we can talk about, you know, being a spouse to the Lord just in truth, you know, in the in the way in which that, I put my hands in the hands of the bishop who is a successor of the apostles who yes. is speaking on behalf of Christ and his church and who is receiving my vows. Mm-hmm. And whether I feel good or not, you know, that, mm-hmm. that that happened and I can trust that and I can put faith in that. Um, and I am a spouse to Jesus in that moment. 
Um, and there is a lot of comfort in that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so I think with those readings and with that imagery, you know, even during the homily and, and um, just listening to Father Athanasius preach, who did a wonderful job preaching, mm-hmm. um, that was hitting me very deeply because it was kind of like the Lord saying again, like, I know what you've done. I know what you, where you've been, um, but, but I, I am calling you to myself. You will no longer call me, you know, my Lord, but my husband, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and obviously he is our Lord. But there's just this deeper relationship that he allows us and calls us to come into as religious. And obviously there's, you know, in the spiritual tr- tradition, the mystical marriage, something right. that's very deep and, and um, you know, progressive and I cannot say that I'm there yet. <laughs> so, you know, hopefully that is, that is the, um, call to, um, to, uh, to all religious and, and priests and, and to really all people to come into that deep intimate union yeah. with God. But, but there is just kind of like these vows that I can trust in now, you know, as a religious that I've, I've given myself over to the Lord. Um, and he's just gonna <clears throat> continue to, to carry me through and teach mm-hmm. me what it means you know, it's like a young marriage. I have to learn what this means. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, but I can trust that you'll yeah. do that. Amen. Amen. You were just alluding to how some of that was hitting you during the homily. Um, could you maybe just share uh, how well, your experience of, of Father's homily and how that maybe helped you enter into the mystery of, of your profession? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> If you know me, you know that Our Lady is a huge part of my life yes. and my vocation. Yes. Um, and I really do attribute a lot of <clears throat> my vocation to her. Um, and so, you know, Father, um, both himself having a, a beautiful devotion to the Blessed Mother, to our mother, uh, and knowing that, <laughs> and my classmate having a, a devotion to mm-hmm. Our Lady, he really did kind of bring out um, just Our Lady's role you know, in, in the going forward, but also just where she has been and, and the ways in which, um, those promises and those vows kind of, uh, make us belong to each other. Um, but basically anytime he spoke about our lady, I just kind of turned into a puddle. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it was, again, it was kind of like this even kind of you know, peace within my heart. But anytime we spoke about Our Lady, it was like yeah. you just pushed the button, yeah. and and I just kind of uh, started crying. All the feels were there. Oh, it was it was there for sure. Um, and again, it was kind of just a confirmation to me that uh, again, the the one who kind of mothered me and carried me to this place is she's gonna keep on carrying yeah. me. You know, so <clears throat> that was really special to me. It was really beautiful. Um, and I know it was really special to Brother Lawrence as well. And I think that um, both that image along with, you know, um, he did also allude back to the Hosea reading, mm-hmm. um, that those two are just so uh, kind of intertwined for me. Because, again, you know, our Lord is so good. He just does the the bull share of the work for us. Yeah. but. Um, as if that weren't enough, he gives us his mother. And so, Mm. um, you know, I've had, I've had her to teach me so much about what it means to follow Jesus, um, and to be patient with me and to help me to, 
to kind of learn little by little uh, how to live this life. But now it's a, again, it's a new phase for mm-hmm. me. It's something totally new. So yeah. knowing she's going to be there is, is, uh, it's just wonderful. Yeah, that's <clears throat> such a gift. She's an unbelievable gift. Mm-hmm. So then the moment comes where you are ushered forward to kneel before Bishop Olmsted. Uh, and to place your hands in his and to say the words um, and to vow yourself. And so what was that like for you to, to kneel before this, this, this wonderful man, this wonderful bishop, um, to put your hands in his and then to, to, to profess your vows to God? Yeah. Um, it, it's really funny because... I never quite know when I'm going to be okay and when I'm <laughs> going to just just totally lose it. Yeah, you know? yeah for sure. Um, and I remember my simple vows were were me losing it most of the time. Yeah. Um, you know, there was one point where I came up to speak on my behalf and Brother Lawrence's behalf to say like the initial, you know, intent to make the the, yeah. the promises and I just couldn't get it out. Mm-hmm. And Father Athanasius had to come down and be like, are you okay? Like, <laughs> like what's going on right now? <laughs> uh, so I didn't know what to expect, but yeah. when I went up um, and I knelt before Bishop Olmsted, um, I think there was a couple things kind of going through my mind, but the two main things were like, you know, I knelt down, I looked at the profession formula, which we handwrite. Yes, you wrote it with your, wrote um, yourself. And first I was like, I hope I can read my handwriting. <laughs> um, but I looked at it and I was like, like, okay, wow. Like I'm here. Yeah. Like I made it. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. praise God. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it was kind of like this just, I gave myself like a minute or two to be like, okay, am I going to start crying? Am I going to, and it was just kind of, again, like this just, I was peaceful, but there was also kind of this strength that was there. Mm. Um, and, and it really wasn't me. It was just kind of like, I'm just going to be able to say this. Yeah, I'm going to be able to say this. I'm going to be able to, to give my hands into the hands of the bishop. And I'm going to be able to do the thing that the Lord has always, you know, intended me to do. And he's going to give me the strength to do it. Yeah. Um, and I also think that, you know, there is a, a point in that pr- formula where we, we say the bishop's name, you yes. know, and I said, you know, into your hands, Bishop Olmstead. Yes. And I usually don't do this because it would be awkward, but I made a point to look at him mm-hmm. um, because, you know, obviously he's, he is retiring yes. and he's going to be leaving us very sadly yes. um, as our bishop, um, you know, God bless um, Bishop Dolan coming in. Uh, but he's just been so tremendous for our community. Yeah, so. um, and I just really kind of took the opportunity to 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 look at him as a successor of the apostles, uh, as a spiritual father, and as the man who is receiving my vows mm-hmm. on, on behalf of the church, um, to just make that moment more real, mm-hmm. you know? Um, again, because not only is the, the liturgy itself and what I'm saying kind of like a... a a sign of what's going on, but there's also like a sacramentality in the fact that he is there present, you know, representing the church. Mm -hmm. And so I really just kind of wanted to enter into that moment. Um, and yeah, it was just really just very peaceful and just, just very, um, just very powerful. Yeah. That's beautiful. And then after that you go up to the altar and you sign it. Yeah. Uh, And then 
um, that what you have just signed remains on the altar yes. for the rest of Mass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I find that to be so beautiful. Um, and if you'll just give me a moment to like just wax hopefully eloquent about religious life. Yeah. But uh, but I think it, it's so fitting that your vow formula that you hand wrote and then you've just signed stays on the altar and then becomes part of the offering mm. of the bread and the wine. You're up there. Yeah. Um, you are up there on the altar as a part of the offering. And, and, it, and it, it sheds light on why we're called religious, mm. uh, not because we're like professional church people. You know <laughs> what I mean? Um, but, but because religion is a virtue. Um, and so justice is the virtue in which you give someone their due. Yeah. And then religion is that virtue in which you give God his due. Um, and so by taking a religious vow, you are not giving God just what he is due, but you are giving God everything. Yeah. Um, your whole life is his now. Um, all of your faculties, all of your powers, all of your gifts are now given unto God as worship, um, that your whole life now is tied to the altar as one act of worship for God. And so your, your, your vow formula stays on the altar because now you are forever connected to that altar and your life now is an act of worship. And that's what it means to be a religious. And that's who you are now, brother. Yeah. So thanks be to God for that. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Um, so then afterwards, uh, we had an opportunity to, to celebrate. We had some cookies and cake under yeah. the Vato and had some Chipotle in the barn afterwards. Yeah. And so um, what was that like for you to then kind of to get to share in this tremendously joyful occasion and, and to celebrate uh, the wonderful work that God has done in your life with, with these people? Yeah. Um, shout out to, to the F- SFOs, yep. the Secular Franciscans. Yep. Yep. Thank you so much for putting a lot of that together. Um I mean, it was, it was really cool because, you know, you have, um, I had friends there from college that live around here now, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I had, um, people from, um, my time at LSU there. I had, um, you know, people from all different times and time periods of my life. Um, and then obviously I had the people here and the sisters from St. Peter's. And so it was kind of just like, um, it was like this conglomeration of my life, (laughs) you know, Um, and all the people who have supported me up until now. Um, And then also the people who I get to be with and the people that I get to serve, Mm -hmm. um, you know, part of the reason why I'm doing this. Um, So it was just a a real blessing to be able to, to have those people there and to uh, share that time with them Mm -hmm. um, for them to be there uh, for that. Um, despite it being, you know, 116 degrees or whatever the heck. Record, <laughs> record highs that day. Yes. I don't know if that means I'm anything, ge- Lord, but yeah. uh, please be gentle with me. <laughs> <laughs> Your whole religious life, the Lord is going to turn up the heat. Yeah. yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. But, uh, but no, it was, it was beautiful um, just to be able to share that. And I think it also ties in the fact that, you know, it's solemn, it's holy, but it is a celebration. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is a celebration. And that because I've given my life to the Lord in this way, that now I also am giving my life over to these people mm-hmm. in whatever way he asks me to. So that kind of, um, that idea of, of gift, you know, is, is all 
present there too. So yeah, yeah it was, it was awesome. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> well, it's come to that time. Yes. And now I get to turn the tables on you. Oh, you are the one who has always asked the question. And now I get to ask you the question, brother. Well, I don't think I have anything quite <laughs> out of left field as you typically do. You want to ask me what kind of fruit I want to be? <laughs> no, I'm going to leave fruit out of this conversation. That's on the wall of fame. <laughs> yeah, it is for sure. So you have just made your final vows, your final promises. Yes. Um, you have committed your whole life to God in this way. And, and so... Any vocation requires fidelity mm. to, to live it out well. And so um, who for you is an example of of just fidelity in their mm. vocation that, that you're going to look to to be an exemplar for you moving forward in your vocation? Wow. Um, maybe it's because I'm sitting on Father Anthony's side that I want to give you four <laughs> answers. Um, but... So there's, there's four a, answers are okay. There's a couple of people that are Please, coming yeah. to mind here. Um, first, uh, m- my spiritual father, Father Philip Scott, mm. um, just it, just knowing his story and what he's had to go through, mm-hmm. um, and the ups and downs, and what the Lord's brought him to, and what the Lord's been able to do through him in many ways because of what the Lord's brought him through. Yeah. Um, he has been a tremendous, um, spiritual father, uh, director, um, support, teacher, um, encouragement for me in my vocation. Um, and I want to also say that the other person who, who came to mind, uh, was, was sister Martha, Yeah, (laughs) sister Martha at St. Peter's. Um, and I just really was very blessed to get to know her a lot better this year. And, um, I don't know if she's going to listen to this or not. I'm sure she'll she'll not. Um, she's she's not the type of person that yeah, that would want. Busy doing to, other things, yeah, building the kingdom um, of God over there. But uh, she, I mean, the, the things that she's been able to do and and the relationship that she's been able to build with the people yeah. here is just so inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, and even just my time over at St. Peter's this year. Um, there would just be random people or like kids who would just tell me a random story about something that sister Martha Mm -hmm. did for them one time, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's, and it's just like the day to day of what she's been doing for 30 something years, you know? Um, and I think in a particular way, because she's here with us, that she really is somebody who I look up to that, you know, I would be faithful for my whole life, um, to God and to the people that the Lord has entrusted us to. Yeah. So I think she's she's a tremendous example. Amen. And a Franciscan third order regular, so. Praise God. <laughs> yeah. Amen. <clears throat> Thought you had four, that's only two. That's great. I'm going to I'm going to cut it down. Okay. I'm just going to going to go for two. Yeah, I mean, you can also say like Mary. I mean, that's really obvious though. Yes. But always worth saying. Yes. Can never say it enough. Amen. Amen. So if you are interested, you can watch Brother Elijah and Brother Lawrence's uh, profession uh, mass on our YouTube page. Uh, So you can see him blow out his candle. You can see him lie prostrate. You can hear Father Athanasius' homily. You can see him uh, 
make his profession and, and sign it at the altar and all those wonderful things that we just talked about. If you're interested, go to our YouTube page and, and check it out. But uh, brother, would you please say a prayer for us and uh, close out this very special episode? Certainly. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we uh, give you glory and we praise you. Uh, we ask that you would send forth your spirit upon all those who are listening to us. We also pray uh, in a special way for, for any who may have a call to a religious life, for any who are discerning, for any who may have um, already answered that call, Lord, that you would uh, give them the strength and the courage to continue to say yes to you. Uh, and that as you strengthened uh, Tobias and Sarah, uh, in their vows, Lord, as you sent forth help from heaven, uh, that you would send forth help from heaven right now, uh, that what you have called us to and what you have uh, foreordained for us may come to pass. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name through the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's .f-a-i-t-h. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith. That's becomefire.faith. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.